0: Everybody turn your Bibles to the Book of Acts chapter four. Acts four for our thoughts this morning. When you get there, please stand. Acts chapter four. Acts chapter four, beginning in verse ten, be it known unto you all. And to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved let's pray heavenly father we love you and praise you thank you lord for this time to gather in your house in your name to worship you today thank you for each one that has come out thank you for our guests and for our members and dear god i just pray now as we come to the preaching of the word that you'll just bless your word and Lord just give me the words to say to encourage your people and Lord I pray that Lord will preach in power and authority your blessed truth and Lord you know our hearts you know where we stand our relationship with you Lord show us there's a need in our lives, especially, Lord, if there's one here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, Lord, I know it's your will that they be saved. So I pray that the Holy Spirit would convict and convince them of that need if they're here today that don't know you. Lord, we ask that you bless this church, continue to add souls for our labor here. And Lord, we ask that, again, those prayer requests that were spoken today and Unspoken on our hearts that your will will be done with each request. Again, Father, thank you for this privilege and this honor of sharing your word. I love you and I praise you and I thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Be seated, please. This morning I'd like to speak to you on the subject of in Christ only. Beloved, We heard wonderful song service, wonderful specials, and it all concerned and dealt with in Christ, being in Christ. And that's not an accident. It's amazing. I never know what she's going to sing. I don't know what any of the specials that are going to be brought, what they are. But it's amazing how God always manages for those songs to tie in with the message and that's just the power of God amen but what we have here is Peter and John were headed to the temple and they met a lame man born from his mother's womb that was crippled that laid at the gate beautiful and on the way to the temple you know he was begging and and people were passing him by of course, they probably laid him at that gate every day, and everybody probably got to know him a little bit. But they had no answers for his problem. There was a need there, but it couldn't be met by man. So they would pass him by. But Peter and John go to the temple, and when they see him, because there was a need, they stopped. And, of course, he was begging. He was asking for alms, money, because he wasn't able to support himself. He couldn't work a nine-to-five job. So, therefore, it resorted to him in literally begging for alms, depending on people, for his substance. But Peter stopped, looked at him, and he said, Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I offer unto you. He says, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the Bible tells us at that very moment, he rose up and he leaped and he walked. And I can't think of a greater statement in the word of God than that which Peter said. And it is saying that in the name of Jesus... You can be whole. So you would have thought people would have been excited. You would have thought that people would have been praising God for what had taken place. And even that, we'll even go back just a little bit more. You know, while Peter preached, there was 5,000 souls that were saved. So you would have thought the whole city would have been in an uproar and happy about what had taken place. But, you know, there just was a group there from the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees and Sadducees. And guess what? They weren't too happy about it. In fact, they even put Peter and John in prison, jail for the night. The next day they bring those two before them and they want to know. Even though they know that something has happened, they can't explain it. Even though they're angry. And they're mad at those two. But you know, good old Peter, we give him a hard time, don't we? I can kind of understand him. I guess because sometimes I speak before I think. Anybody ever been guilty of that? Yeah. My wife will tell you more times than she can count. I've spoken before I thought something out. But, but Peter, when we come to our text, is his, this is his answer to them. And I want to tell you, you can say what you want to about Peter, but he was a bold man for God. And would you agree with me this morning that we need more men of God that will be bold, that will not care what anybody thinks, that will not worry about what's going to happen to them because if they know Jesus, even if they take your life, you know where you're going. Amen. So, look at verse 10 with me again. Notice what he says. Be it known unto you all, unto all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Now understand, what. Is Peter telling them? What is Peter doing? He's preaching the gospel. Amen. What is the gospel? It is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Understand, he's telling them, you crucified him. You put him on the cross. But beloved, praise God, the cross didn't end it. On the third day, Jesus came out of the tomb... Alive by the power of God through the resurrection. Understand this morning that the gospel is all about him dying for our sins. You see, he died because we are sinners. And there's nothing we can do that can reconcile us to God. But what he did on the cross by sacrificing himself... Reconciles those who come to Him by faith to God through salvation. Amen. Now that's pretty easy. It's not hard. But that's the gospel that must be preached. Not the gospel of you have to do this, you have to do that. No. Jesus did it all one time and one time only. And God accepted His sacrifice as payment our redemption thank the Lord for that but he tells them and again the Pharisees and the Sadducees knew you know we've seen this beggar this old cripple and now he's up walking like if he had never had an issue and we don't understand Peter tells them, well, I'll tell you what it's about. Look at the last part of that verse 10. Even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. You see, Peter shared the gospel with them, why Jesus came. But then Peter says, Take a look at this man. This man was once broken, once crippled, a beggar, and now he stands before you whole, and the reason he does is because of the grace of God. Listen, the grace of God is something none of us deserve, but it's God who offers it to all of us if we're willing to come. You see, that old beggar, could have said, no, I want gold and silver. But no, no, he was more than happy to be made whole. Now, who does he picture? The beggar. See, every time I read about this old beggar, I picture myself. And it should picture all of us. Because we were incapable of... Of helping ourselves. No one else could help us. We were beggars. When it come to mercy. Because you know. When you're in sin. What do you want? When you're in sin. What do you want the most of? You want forgiveness. And you want guilt removed. And do you know. Because of God's grace it can happen to one and all. And God offers grace to everyone. But the sad thing is most people reject his grace. Now here is the beggar. He stands before the Pharisees and Sadducees and he's made whole. And again Instead of rejoicing and being happy for them, they're wanting to know, by what name have you done this? Who do you think you are healing this man? And I love old Peter. (laughs) By the name of Jesus of Nazareth, that's by whose name? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Amen. He wasn't afraid. He was bold. As I said earlier, where are all of our men of God willing to be bold and take a stand today? Amen. We want to preach on everything that makes everybody feel good about themselves, that doesn't upset anybody, doesn't make anybody mad, want to leave the church or beat the preacher up. We want to Give them smooth things to make them feel good about themselves. Don't want to preach on sin anymore. Sin will get you in trouble. That's about all you ever hear. You don't hear them name sin. Amen. We've all been guilty at times. But we should name sin for what it is. As a warning to them, unless they repent of that sin, they're going to be facing God's judgment and chastisement and for anybody here that might be lost understand you are going to face God one day you can either face him in salvation now or you can wait and face him in judgment in eternity but you will face God now look at what he says this is the stone which was set at not of you builders which is become the head of the corner Turn to 1st Peter 1st Peter chapter 2 1st Peter chapter 2 1 Peter chapter 2. still hear some pages, Russ, and I'll give you time to get there. Is everybody there? Look at verse 6. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. But unto you therefore which believe he is precious but unto them which be disobedient the stone which the builders disallowed the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense even to them which stumble at the word being disobedient whereunto also they were appointed. Listen, this morning, prophets from old had come, sent by God, to tell them that one day a Messiah would come. And that Messiah, of course, we that believe know was Jesus Christ. Understand, He is precious to us that know Him. Amen? And guess what? We're precious to Him because we know Him. But... Those prophets came. And through their testimony and the testimony of God's word and the miracles that Jesus performed while he was here walking on this planet during his ministry, understand, everybody should have known that he was the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior. But they denied him They rejected Him, wanting nothing to do with Him. But understand, Jesus is the chief cornerstone. He is the very foundation of our salvation and our faith this morning. Understand, it's Him and Him only. But yet, today, people don't want Him Rule over them. They don't want nothing to do with him or his authority. And they neglect him. And that's what Peter is saying to these religious elites. But what did Peter say here? To those of us, he's precious. But to them that are disobedient, to them that don't recognize him as the Christ, the Messiah, he is a stumbling block. How many people out there stumble over Christ every day? You see, some have the idea, oh, he's a good man if he truly existed. Well, I want to tell you something about Christ truly existing first and foremost we have the holy word of God that testifies that Jesus is the Christ he is the Messiah but not only do we have God's holy word that confirms it but we also have historical articles and facts that prove he was who he said he was but yet people deny you see it was the Jews the religious elite that led the people to say we don't want him around so we need to get him out of here but understand something they thought that if they could get him on the cross get him to die, put him in a tomb, that would be the end. But what they failed to realize, he is Jesus of Nazareth. He is God. His deity, listen, you don't kill God. Amen? It's because of his sacrifice on the cross That you and I have salvation. It's because of his sacrifice on the cross. That we can be reconciled to God by his grace. Through the simple act. And this is what I love. Because we're all capable of having faith. Amen. You had faith. You're going to come in here and hear me speak. And holler this morning, right? You're going to plop down on a pew and it was going to hold you, right? So, all of us have that opportunity to have faith. Now, understand, He is the chief cornerstone. And though He was rejected, and He still is today by many, in fact, I hate to burst your bubble. But understand, this world is not ever going to be saved. Y'all understand that? I know we pray and we ask the Lord to save folks. Some are going to receive salvation, that's true. But it's going to be few in comparison to the total population of this planet. Do you understand that this morning? That doesn't mean God doesn't want folks to be saved. Now, turn to Philippians 2 real quick. I want to share one thing and then we'll move on to the last one. to read this together everybody probably can quote it but we're going to read it so it sinks in verse 9 wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. And they, and, excuse me, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Understand this morning whether you receive Him or you reject Him, one day we will all bow the knee and we will confess that He is the Lord. Now, we can bow the knee, as I said a moment ago, here in salvation, or we can wait and bow the knee at judgment. But everyone that has ever come into the world will confess Him as. Understand, the Pharisees wanted nothing to do with Jesus. All they cared about was, listen, I'm going to go to heaven my own way. I'm going to depend on myself to get to heaven. But you understand, never works or never will work. Nothing we could ever do. Can get us to glory. Our works were saved by grace through faith. Not of works. Cannot do it in our own efforts. Pharisees thought they could. Because they were the elite. And they were religious. And they got to tell everybody else what to do. And they thought by keeping the law. And by being good. And being moral. They would make it. Boy we're they surprised when that didn't happen amen there will be people surprised here too when they draw their last breath and thinking they were going to glory they ended up in hell and it wasn't because the lord sent them there they sent themselves there because they didn't trust jesus As their savior. They depended on themselves. Or some religion. Now we come. To verse 12. And I love this verse. I often quote it. Because Peter. Nails it. In this verse. When he says. Neither is there salvation. In any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That kind of clears it up for me. How about you? If I'm going to heaven, I'm going God's way, and that's through His Son who died on the cross. And who rose again. Listen, it's because... He rose on the third day that we have eternal everlasting life. Understand. You can work all you want to. You can be as good as you can be. And you will not make it if you trust in yourself or in works. Or in any other thing. If you're going to heaven, you've got to trust Jesus as your Savior. I can't be any plainer. It can't be any simpler. Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. It's amazing. You talk to people out there, and boy, they got all kinds of crazy ideas. Jesus is the last thing on their minds. They think because they have a little morality, they're okay. You can have all the morality there is in the world to still bust hell wide open. You see, morality, nothing wrong with being moral. It's a good example to your kids and your grandkids and your neighbor, but it won't get you to heaven. You can be a member of every denomination. There is, and believe me, there's lots of denominations out there. But the church never saved nobody. It's Jesus and the blood he shed on Calvary. Don't depend on Low Mountain Baptist Church to get you to heaven because Low Mountain Baptist Church can't get you there. Don't depend on this old preacher to get you there because I can't get you there. But I know who can. He is God's only begotten Son, Lord Jesus Christ. Notice, he said, Neither is there salvation in any other. There's no name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's pretty plain. And yet you talk to people about Christ and they act like, who was that? Really? But notice what else Peter says. He makes a profound statement at the end of verse 12. We must be saved. Listen. It is God, and I'm thankful God still today is reaching out with salvation and wanting men and women and boys and girls to accept His generous gift of eternal life through His Son. We must be saved. Why? Because we're sinners and we stand before God condemned because we're sinners. But here is the good news. In eternity past, God the Father, and God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit got together and decided to fulfill a plan that would redeem God's lost creation. And God sent His Son. And that plan was fulfilled. You can believe it if you want to or you don't have to, but understand that's not going to change the fact that God sent His Son into the world to die for our sins. He sacrificed Himself and God, being holy and righteous, accepted His sacrifice as an atonement for our sins. He was satisfied but we must be saved I know there's some folks out there that teach a little heresy that's called Calvinism and of course Calvinists believe that some are predestined to be saved they don't have to do a thing But what did Peter tell those folks in Israel? We must be saved. And a Calvinist will tell you, oh, you old Baptists. By the way, I'm going to tell you something about there's some Baptist churches that are full of Calvinists. They got preachers that are Calvinists. They may not share that openly but understand me. Brother Ciro knows this. Understand me this morning. We have to be saved and we have to be dealt with by the Holy Spirit that the God of heaven sends to draw us to the conclusion that we are sinners, we are lost and that we need salvation. Ever Calvinist I've ever run across, I ask them, please explain Titus 2.11 to me. Does anybody know what 2.11 says in Titus? For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. If you don't have to do anything, some of you are saved, some of you huh, are destined for hell. You're going to be lost. I don't care how many times you walk down and ask the Lord to save you. You're going to hell. Then folks, stay away from them because they're lying to you. It is heresy. And is God the author of confusion or Truth. Truth. The devil is the author of confusion. And the devil wants to take the word of God and twist it. Now, here's another precious passage. Turn to Romans. Romans 10. Romans 10, y'all like this. This is another one, passage that I'll use against an old Calvinist they don't like. say, Brother John, you shouldn't be. Listen, when it comes to standing for the gospel, I'm going to stand, and I don't care if it makes somebody mad or not. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't ever want to be offensive to any of you. And if I do offend you, I will apologize. But if it is, thus saith the Lord, it is the word of God, you won't get an apology from me. Verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with mouth confession is made unto salvation. Look at verse 11. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Look at verse 12. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, either Jesus is lying, or he's not. Well, Jesus don't lie. He can't lie. it's impossible. For him to lie. Understand, if Calvinism was true, what would be the need for people to call upon the name of the Lord? What would be the difference between a Jew and a Gentile? The Bible says that he's the Lord overall. And he's rich to them that call upon his name. You see, we must be saved. And it's God's will that you be saved. He's not willing that one person perish, but that all should come to repentance. But if you're going to heaven... You must be saved. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. We've got to be saved, folks. Now, I'll close with this simple message. I'm thankful I heard the gospel. How about you? And I received the message. And I called upon the Lord, and he saved me. That's what I did. I pray you have. But just in case you're here today and you've not done that, understand, here's the good news for you. If you'll come to Christ, repent of your sins, and by faith ask him to come into your heart and save you, He will do that very thing. Right here, right now. But if you put it off, you might not have another opportunity. You see, what we felt to recognize is we think because he gives us another day, another week, another month, another year, that he's going to give us another opportunity. The Bible says that his spirit will not always strive with man. He may be dealing with you today. It could be for the last time. God forbid it is the last time for you. But you don't know. Take the opportunity and take advantage to receive salvation now. Because you might not get a chance next time. He may say, "Though well, you had your chance and move on. The message is simple. I was a cripple to sin just like that old crippled beggar. Couldn't help myself. Nobody could help me. But then someone pointed me to Jesus. He He healed me. He saved me. And I tell you what, I've never regretted it. Nor will I ever regret meeting Jesus of Nazareth, the Savior. So if you're here under the sound of my voice, we're fixing to have an invitation. In fact, Sister Holly, you and Brother Steve come. If you're here and you don't know the savior he wants to save you and again let me reiterate neither is there salvation in any other there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved it's only through jesus you say it's too simple hey 26 years I tripped over that because I I thought the same thing. There's got to be more to it. It's too simple. Well, remember who we are and remember who God is. God had to make it simple. Listen, had it been required that we live this way and that way, we offer this sacrifice and that sacrifice, folks, everybody would be going to hell because we're lazy. Amen? Amen? We wouldn't even try. But God sent His Son. And He did it for us. Let that sink in. He did it all for us. All we have to do is accept that gift. And it is a gift. Greatest possession I own, Brother Ciro, my salvation. So would you stand with me, and would you bow your heads? Let's pray.